You're smart. Your TV is smart. That's why you cut the cord. But you need one more thing. Alaska's news source. Watch live or when it's convenient for you. Here's how. Just search Alaska's news source on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, or Android TV. Install and enjoy. It's completely free and has everything you need in one spot. Breaking news. Statewide weather. In-depth investigations. Start streaming Alaska's news source live today. Please keep funny ignite. Please keep art. Please hire more teachers so we can have smaller classes that engage and challenge all students in Alaska. Today on the Morning Edition, families fighting for the school programs that matter to them. All as the Anchorage School Board faces a nearly $100 million shortfall for education. Let's brace yourself for the ultimate chill chasing challenge as adrenaline junkies rev their engines for day five of legendary Iron Dog Snow Machine Race. We have the latest from the trail. Because you got a chance to win up to $250,000 in cash. And later, talk about a jackpot. The prizes and the reactions are even bigger as The Price is Right has a new primetime special as the morning edition starts now. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for waking up with us here on a Wednesday. I love The Price is Right. I'm glad yeah. that it's still going strong. <laughs> right? I remember, remember those days sick at home from Wake school up. and mm-hmm. watching The Price is Right and perfect. Yeah, so much energy soaps. too, yeah. <laughs> Waking up this morning, it is a, a noticeably chillier across South Central with temperatures sitting near freezing. Now, biggest takeaway as you get out on the roads this morning will be those black ice conditions that we will see across a large portion of South Central as temperatures have dipped down uh, into the lower, uh, low to mid 30s across the region. And you're really going to notice some of those slicker areas as you begin to take those turns uh, across South Central this morning. Temperature wise, uh, we are noticeably cooler. Many areas about uh, 10 to 15 degrees colder than what we saw uh, yesterday morning. 33 degrees currently at Ted Stevens. Uh, now, winds have died down, but they will pick right back up as we welcome in the afternoon hours. Uh, we're talking about once again winds later today could gust anywhere from 30 to about 50 miles per hour out of the southeast. Still expected to see temperatures warm into the mid to upper 30s, but we're beginning to tap into those cooler conditions. Uh, that's going to drive our temperatures down into the teens as we welcome in uh, the weekend. Both today and tomorrow will likely bring highs or will bring highs above freezing by Friday. Uh, that's where we're going to begin to see some of those colder conditions keeping us below freezing across a large portion uh, of South Central. Now, as far as what we're going to be dealing with uh, temperature-wise to get you out the door, uh, 31 in Wasilla, 33 degrees in Talkeetna, 24 in Eureka, uh, out towards the Gulf Coast region. We're seeing those temperatures in the mid to upper 30s. There is some isolated to scattered areas of snow showers, if not some uh, wintry mix to start off the morning, uh, pushing through the Anchorage Bowl and through parts of the uh, Matsu Valley to start off the day. Uh, we're only talking about just a trace amount of accumulation with this as it continues to push through the region. Uh, shouldn't see any impacts outside of the uh, black ice that we are seeing across South Central. Uh, but colder weather is heading our way. You can see that drive time index this morning on a scale of one to five. Holding at three due to those temperatures that have dropped down near freezing with that redevelopment of ice on those roadways. Uh, certainly going to see that become an issue through the rest of this week on into the weekend. Looking ahead through the rest of this week, what we're talking about is that transition uh, to snow that's underway. Afternoon winds do return across South Central with colder weather. I'll have all of those details in that seven day coming up. In today's top story, nearly 100 million. That's the shortfall facing the Anchorage School District and families are speaking out about which programs are important to them and should not be cut. Dozens were on hand at last night's school board meeting. As Lex Shelverton reports, the board heard passionate pleas from staff, students and parents about what means the most to them. 
Any cut we make means the world to somebody. To deal with a massive projected budget deficit, the district is currently considering pulling more than 70 million from savings and considering changes such as larger class sizes, fewer teachers, and alterations to the gifted student program called Ignite. Those possible cuts led to a packed ASD board meeting room on Tuesday night with everyone testifying, pleading for the things they want in their schools. You feel that educating all students means all students, including those who need to be academically challenged. The Ignite program with a weekly pullout plays a pivotal role in addressing the unique educational requirements of these students and ensuring that their intellectual abilities are fully developed. Please keep funny Ignite. Please keep art. Please hire more teachers so we can have smaller classes that engage and challenge all students in Alaska. ASD Board President Margo Bellamy says it hasn't been easy to even propose cuts as solutions. All of those decisions are really heavy decisions and um, we want to hear the community's voice. But like her fellow board members, she points to inflation, increased cost, and flat state funding for years leading up to the situation now. All of which are also a big part of the argument playing out in the state capitol as Governor Mike Dunleavy has made a point of questioning how exactly districts are spending their budgets. Until the legislature adequately fund an inflation-proof uh, education funding, we're going to be back here next year. ASD Board President Margot Bellamy says they'll be using much of the public testimony to come up with their final budget decisions. That should be made by their next ASD meeting on February 27th. Lex Elverton, Alaska's news source. The funding debate also playing out at the Capitol. The wide-sweeping education bill that failed Monday remains in limbo this morning. Some lawmakers say too much is being added to what started as a Senate school internet funding bill, but others maintain that schools are in dire need of more funding. The House is due to pick up the issue again today. Political reporter Steve Kirch breaks it down for us. As things stand now, this education bill remains stalled. Now, this all happened when three rural lawmakers who often caucus with the House majority sided with the House minority on this particular proposal. I don't know the effect of the teacher retention bonuses. My uh, superintendents have all really expressed a lot of concern about that because that's gonna drive a wedge between classified and non-classified employees. Proposed teacher bonuses, just one of the education bill's vetting concerns. For Dillingham Independent, Bryce Edgman, and Democrats, Bethel C.J. McCormick and Gnomes, Neil Foster. The Bush lawmakers, who caucus with the Republican majority, joined the House minority in voting down the wide-sweeping education bill. The minority argues too much was added to what started as a Senate school internet funding bill. A Frankenstein's monster of a bill, and we're said, we're told this is your opportunity if you care about education. Urging lawmakers to move the bill forward now, House Rules Chair Craig Johnson said many schools are in dire need for education funding. Installing the process creates a lot of uncertainty. So we have basically sent a message to the education committee or the education community that we don't care. And all this happens as the Senate waits to see if a bill emerges after some, including Rules Chair Bill Olakowski, have been negotiating with the House. And uh, that's kind of unusual. You don't, you don't see that very often where yeah, a motion like that fails. But, but it's got the parties talking, which is a good thing. And uh, it's got the majority talking to the minority. And, and so uh, I, I think there's I think a good likelihood we're going to see a bill come through in the next few days. That's where things stand now. And House members hope that a bill emerges that they can all agree on. Steve Kirch, Alaska's News Source.
Anchorage Mayor Dave Bronson taking a stance of the Eklutna Hydroelectric Project. According to his office, the mayor supports the draft fish and wildlife program of the project. He also thinks the Anchorage Water and Wastewater Utility Portal Valve alternative is important. Monday was the last day for public comment on the project's updated plan for minimizing its environmental impact. To read more about this story and hear opinions from Chugach Electric and the Assembly Chair, visit alaskasnewsource.com. The prosecutors in the Brian Smith murder trial expect to be finished with their case today. And Tuesday, the jury was shown two handmade modified gun silencers. First on the stand, an undercover Anchorage police detective. For his safety, his image and voice cannot be shown. He testified about what was inside a black Adidas bag reported to have been taken from Smith. The undercover detective said it contained nylon cords, latex gloves, duct tape, and garbage bags. He also testified about two handmade modified gun silencers. One of the silencers, an Anchorage Police Department detective testified, was made from an oil filter. Another APD detective testified about what he photographed at Smith's home. Magnitude of what appears to be um, a couple SD cards, uh, Looks like there's a lot of uh, micro SD card readers and uh, some uh, what appears to be SIM cards for cellular communication, uh, as well as uh, external portable flash drives, thumb drives. The defense talked about the possibility of Smith testifying on his behalf this week, although a decision hasn't been made publicly. You can watch the trial live when it resumes this morning at 830. You'll find it under the live tab that's on our website and also on our streaming channels. The Department of Environmental Conservation now says the diesel spill in southwest Alaska has been recalculated to be more than 8,800 gallons. That's up from the original estimate of about 6,500. The Alaska Department of Environmental Conservation says it spilled onto the frozen tundra earlier this month in the village of Quigilangok. This cause is suspected to be human error but is being investigated. The DEC says the edge of the spill is now about 50 yards from the river and those clean cleaning it up have been using hand tools and small portable pumps. And in Fairbanks, Alaska state troopers say officers responded to a church for a call of a call reporting a burglary in progress early Sunday morning. They arrived at North Star Baptist Church to find about $12,000 worth of damage, but no evidence of burglary. This is video from our sister station, KTVF. AST says security video showed a suspect using a mini sledgehammer on the windows and doors. The same day, officers identified the suspect as 37-year-old Joshua Daniel Kraft and arrested him. Troopers saying he's been involved in other crimes in the area dating back to October. Anyone with information is asked to call AST at 907-451-5100. We're still waiting to hear back from the 2023 Iditarod Rookie of the Year, Eddie Burke Jr., after officially being disqualified from this year's race before it even began. Iditarod officials say citing race rule 53 and disqualifying Burke Jr., which has to do with personal conduct. His disqualification comes days after an Iditarod spokesperson confirms a letter addressing violence against women accusations was sent to racers on February 16th, but would not say if that letter is connected in any way to Burke's disqualification. While Burke cannot race this year, the Iditarod says Burke can apply to compete in future races. Alaska's news source reached out to Burke for comment and have not heard back. Ahead on the morning edition from the Gold Rush to today, Alaska has a long and unique history. Meet a woman who has driven thousands of miles and unaccountable hours putting together the official record to document that rich history.
Cooler weather already making a return to South Central. Watching some snow as we welcome in the evening hours. I'll have those details first. The sunrise, 824, sunset, 602, 9 hours and 37 minutes of daylight. Astronomers think they've identified what they think is the brightest object in our universe, 500 trillion times more luminous than our sun. It's a quasar about 12 billion light years away. Yeah, and the black hole at the center of the cosmic hurricane, it eats about a star a day, yum. <laughs> the quasar <laughs> was actually first spotted back in 1980. Just Spooky. quasar and black holes, just, I don't know, Ooh. what's out there? Scary. Tell you, it's out of this world. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> There we go. That's the, that's the pun for the day. Holding <laughs> on to those temperatures this morning, sitting on the chillier side across South Central, with many locations seeing uh, those lows sitting near freezing. So black ice developing across South Central. Take it easy on those roadways. Uh, you are going to experience more of that black ice as you begin to take those turns this morning. So even though the roads may look uh, a bit on the wet side, they are beginning to freeze as those temperatures continue to drop. Light snow through Fairbanks at 22 degrees. We've got 2 degrees in Dead Horse. Uh, out towards southeast, we do have some dense fog. In fact, a large portion of the panhandle is seeing a dense fog advisory this morning. And then we've got some clearer skies uh, out towards southwest Alaska. That's actually going to arrive in south central later today. And we will see some uh, a brief lull in activity as we are expecting to see some peaks of sunshine. Uh, for the first part of this morning, we are seeing... Uh, some isolated to scattered areas of some light snow, if not some wintry mix. Uh, just some light accumulation can be expected with that in areas that do manage uh, to see some of that moisture falling from the sky. Across the state, still holding on to many areas up under uh, winter storm warnings, winter weather advisories, even along the slope where we have some blizzard warnings uh, where we could see wind chills as low as 50 below. Now, while these winter weather products still expected to see the potential uh, for anywhere from about one to three inches of snowfall, the biggest concern is our winds, uh, which could gust as high as 50 miles per hour. That will lead to blowing snow and some reduced visibility for the western coastline as well as areas out along the slope. Notice winds already gusting anywhere from about 25 to nearly 60 miles per hour. Uh, you can see Cold Bay seeing those winds up to 60, St. Paul up to 60 miles per hour as well. Even as you head towards Gamble, St. Lawrence, those winds have been gusting upwards of 30 miles per hour. And here across South Central, uh, winds have subsided, but they will pick right back up into the afternoon and evening hours. Those southeasterly winds will return where we could see winds across uh, South Central anywhere from about 30 uh, to 50 miles per hour. With that being the case, we will make a run back into the upper 30s and lower 40s today across South Central. Uh, but we're already beginning to tap into some of those cooler conditions. As a result of that, we're seeing some snow in some areas of wintry mix this morning. Brief lull in the activity with some sunshine into the afternoon hours. And then another band of some uh, snowfall arrives as we welcome in the night, overnight into our Thursday. And there is the potential uh, that we could see some accumulation across the region. Anchorage likely seeing anywhere from one to three inches of snowfall. Of course, with some higher amounts as you head out towards Thompson Pass and the Chugach Range, uh, where we could see up to a foot, if not higher amounts uh, of that snow accumulation. Then as we welcome in our Friday, we are going to see some drier weather, although still holding on uh, to that hit or miss uh, snow shower potential. So dense fog across southeast today. Uh, temperatures will warm into the 40s. We're going to see a gradual increase in rain towards the evening hours overnight into your Thursday. Breezy with a PM wintry mix across the Kenai. 
Uh, temperatures once again breaking into the 30s and the 40s. You can see evening uh, mix with some snow. 43 in Whittier, 41 in Valdez. Thompson Pass could easily see up to a foot of snowfall. Uh, 39 degrees in Golcana through the valley. We're expecting temperatures to break into the 40s as well. Uh, so expect another chance for seeing some uh, evening snowfall across uh, South Central. Uh, we're going to see a high of about 38 degrees in uh, Anchorage today, 36 Thursday. Uh, temperatures steadily dropping, still watching for some snow this weekend. But there's that colder weather arriving through the uh, start of next week with highs dropping into the teens. All right, thanks for the update, Aaron. The State Department of Natural Resources here boasts a massive collection of historic public records from across Alaska dating back to the 1800s. The collection is well into the millions of pages now and includes documents of an early gold rush, records of some of Alaska's famous and infamous characters and more. Joe Kadat met with a woman who spent more than two decades digitizing that collection. We put the history right at people's fingertips. Paula Bradley has been flying and driving to remote areas across Alaska for 23 years, collecting some of the state's earliest recorded history. You know, I'm very proud of that. Before Alaska was Alaska, the state was being seamed together by signatures, hand-drawn maps, handwritten books, and mining leases. As land plats and early property records were creating communities more than half a century before Alaska became a state, you can see the detail right here in this hand-drawn map of Skagway. So this is what the town looked like. Somebody took the time to actually put each lot and block and even in some cases, ownership. Who had that at that moment, that period of time, 1891? Alaska was recorded in books, and anything anyone wanted part of the record would be handwritten. This is an old index, and as you can see, it's kind of falling apart. This is why we did pre preserve them, because we, we're gonna lose them, but this is what a book looks like. And collected in person. It was an in intense time. In 2000, Bradley had a vision to digitize Alaska's handwritten and hand-drawn history. I turned it into a digital um, lab, you know, archival unit. While weaving Alaska's physical history into digital form, Bradley became part of history herself. We are the first state in the union to digitize all of our uh, permanent public, public record. In Bradley's adventures of collecting this array of historic artifacts, she's found a lot of surprises. Oh, there are so many things that were surprising. Take Wyatt Earp's paper trail, for example, or imagery from the leftovers of natural disasters. When I went to Valdez to pick up those books, um, the books were, were, they still had silt and and were a little damp and moldy from the 1964 earthquake. Some of these original maps include places that no longer exist. There was an original city named Portage and it's gone. So this is the original town site before the earthquake. Or versions of towns like Valdez that have since evolved. It had to move down the road. They're like, this is the original. I think you can travel out to the town site but um, they moved the whole town to a safer place. For Bradley, the work is part of a bigger mission, helping make sure Alaska's origins aren't forgotten. Everything is important. People are not forgotten and land is not forgotten. And I think that that's the most important thing. Joe Kadat, Alaska's News Source.
Bradley says the department is within about 100,000 images of finishing her project, which is going on 24 years. And for Bradley, she says that's getting close to being done. You can learn more about the collection at the recorder's office page on the Department of Natural Resources website, which we point you to on alaskasnewsource.com. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Click subscribe so you can get the latest podcasts from Alaska's News Source automatically and stay up to date with breaking news and in-depth reporting available for free 24-7 with the Alaska's News Source app.